And, you know, a lot of bills, you know, are presented and we talk about them a lot. Some have a high percentage of getting passed and some some not so much. But, you know, in terms of the news flow, we end up talking about a lot of them because, you know, this the way the news flow is. And sometimes it's all there is to talk about. And there was an interesting proposal by House Republicans on cannabis and some some restrictions they want to add into things. And I want to talk about that. I also want to talk about the state police contract uh, that near unanimously passed, I think it was yesterday, as well as uh, Governor Lamont's proposal on guns with Vance Candelora, of course, the House Minority Leader. Uh, I don't know if I've talked to you. Happy New Year, um, Representative Candelora. How are yeah, you? Good morning. Good. How are you? I'm great. I, you know, let's start with cannabis. You know, when I when I when I look at this this situation, I mean, my biggest concern as you know a Connecticut resident, as a human being, as an adult, as a dad, is the driving under the influence stuff. And, and but you know, when I look at some of the 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 items in the proposal for further cannabis restrictions, you know, before I get into the specifics, like were these issues you raised when the recreational issue was first being discussed and eventually passed? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, most of these issues we pointed out when the bill was passed. Okay. And so when it comes to, like, the edibles, it, 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 in, in some respects it seems like an unrealistic ask because the edible market is, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's a massive part of the business of recreational cannabis. And so, you know, in terms of, like, what you're trying to get out of this type of proposal is it more to just get the discussion going about what we need to be a little smarter here because it doesn't seem realistic that something like that will be rolled back or that sales will be stopped until we figure out how to deal with DUI yeah I mean we need to have the discussion you know when you talked about edibles that market was sort of created for the medical users you know people that have cancer that needed you know couldn't couldn't smoke it um, needed to ingest potentially and that's, that's what that proposal, or that's why that existed. Moving into a commercialized market now where people can do it for fun changes the whole dynamic. And the problem with the edibles is there's no single serving. So what happens is, you know, they're selling a cookie and saying, just take one bite of that cookie. Right. Um, and that's where you're seeing the overdoses. So if we're not going to ban the edibles, which I think are dangerous um, and ripe for overdose in the commercialized market, then we should talk about only allowing for single dose servings. So you're not leaving it up to the the consumer to figure out how much to take. Right. It's like you know, it's like giving a 16 year old a bottle of grain alcohol and saying have at it versus a, you know a can of beer. Yeah, I mean portion control. I mean, to be honest, is a, is a, is a massive issue in general, and that notwithstanding the access to the packaging and if kids are around and all that uh, that other stuff um do you have any sense of when uh, this world america connecticut will be able to rightfully be able to deal with the dui issue you know i mean it's something that nationally they've been struggling with in colorado it's it's been a big problem connecticut did a real bad thing in my opinion is not only you know did we pass a law where you can't determine when somebody's driving under the influence um in Connecticut, we, we also, in that law, said that if a cop sees somebody smoking a joint yeah, they can't stop driving, them. It doesn't make sense. They can't. It's not probable cause. So uh, it's a real problem in our state because I'm sure you've experienced this, but you're on the highway, open up your vent, and you're going to smell pot at one time or another pouring in. People are driving and smoking at the same time. Yeah. 
Yeah, and at stoplights, I've, I've experienced it a couple times. The probable cause one, I think, is a, a really thing that should should be addressed. I think the edible one and the suspension of sales, those I don't think those are realistic to necessarily pass, but it got us to talk about it, so I, I'm curious to see how things progress. We're talking with Vince Candelora, House Minority Leader. I you know, never have enough time and, and have a lot of issues I want to touch on. But this one, the, the cannabis goes into the state cops because – you know, this whole package passed with near unanimity yesterday, but I almost feel like it's even not enough. I mean, we're going to eventually ask them to be able to gauge between alcohol and, and THC and all yeah. this other stuff, and we need more on the roads. I don't, do you think this kind of pay increase is going to be enough to attract enough good candidates to serve the state of Connecticut to be able to handle these issues? No, I think the pay increase is going to hopefully stop the retirements and people leaving the force. Um, we have a real crisis on our hands, and, and I don't think it's talked about enough, but over the last two years, the goal was to hire 200 state troopers. Uh, they hired somewhere around 75. Um, so that at that rate, we're never going to get our numbers back up. We should be somewhere in the, in, in the range of 1,200, uh, and that was pre-pot. We, we have about 870 state troopers. And that's why you don't see them on the road. They're not able to patrol. Morale is down. Their hands are tied because of the police accountability bill. So not only you know did the Democrats um, really ruin their jobs and hurt the morale and continue to assault them, they then pile it on by allowing pot to be commercialized. Well, but also, but you know, this was a bipartisan approval yesterday, right? So, I mean, what, what, right. what else could be done to so get, now, attract actual candidates to, to join? Yeah, I think now the second part of, of the goal is that we need to fix some of the reforms that were put in place. You know, officers need to be able to pursue vehicles. They need to be able to do a consent search. We saw that uh, crash in, um, it was in the Southington area where the, the individual committed a crime. The officer pursued them. Uh, they crashed and they were killed. And, of course, the family's coming out and blaming the officer. Uh, we don't talk about the fact that the person was committing a crime. And now the scrutiny shifts immediately to the police on whether or not they properly pursued because we have such restrictive pursuit laws. Cops aren't allowed just to do their job and protect us. And that takes a lot, I think, out of them. Um, they take on a life to serve and protect. Um, and the legislature, the Democrats, have really frustrated their ability to do that and so we've got to change some of those reforms uh, so that they don't have these um, not only restrictions on their job but then the scrutiny that comes down on them uh, the minute they do their job we're talking with vince candelora house minority leader here on brian and company and wtsc news talk 1080 your time 658 we only got about a minute left um vince you know i wanted to ask you about the gun proposal by by the governor Uh, any thoughts on on, on passage and any parts of it you support or don't support? Yeah, I mean, most of it is, it, to me, it's, it's hitting the same drum. I think it's, it's a highly political, politically charged document. I don't think it does anything really to help. Um, I do think supporting, you know, putting more money into um, the, the, the task force we have out there to, to restrict uh, illegal guns is something I do support. But to continue to put more restrictions on law-abiding gun owners uh, is going to do nothing for the gun violence in our cities. 
many of these crimes that are involving the illegal possession of weapons don't get prosecuted. Uh, and that's part of the problem. We need to not allow those charges to be pled out. So if somebody is charged with a gun crime, uh, they need to be prosecuted and, and found guilty so that they're not going back and being able to, to potentially own another gun. But also it sends a message to the criminal. This is one area you can't go. If you're going to have an illegal gun, you're going to jail. Uh, that's going to make a difference for, for gun violence in our cities. Not going after law-abiding citizens and limiting them to one purchase a month. Do we really think that's going to have any impact? No. No, but I mean, I, I also don't think you need to be able to buy more than one gun a month. But I, I, I understand your point. A lot of the guns in the inner cities especially are not newly purchased weapons. They're kind of old and you know like they don't they don't get access to to the the, the latest cutting edge weapons we got to go a representative. No, and most of them are legal too that's the other issue so the, the laws don't matter yeah um i'd love to pick up on a bunch of these things we just don't have time for a lot of follow-ups but we sure. do as always appreciate the time and and the insight it's important for the show so thank you so much thank you take uh, care representative vince candelora house minority leader